Yes, yes, welcome. Welcome to the Lord Petty Podcast, or the podcast called Lord Petty, because I don't want to go by that name anymore. I'm going to kill that guy before he kills me, dude. Um, <laughs> welcome. I'm trying to pull up my notes on my computer here. Hold up. I am distracted. I uh, appreciate you tuning in. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I appreciate you being here. This is the only place in the world where we love everybody. We make fun of everything. We speak candidly and open about uh, pressing issues, and we make fun of things that shouldn't be made fun of. So I'll be looking forward to that. Uh, my name is Rodney. I do this podcast. I have a book called The Petty Principles, which you can purchase on Amazon. I have amazing, uh, amazing, amazing clothing that I have designed that you can purchase, or you can just be here as a freebie because that's what life's about. Life is all about just soaking in whatever you can soak in and uh, enjoying yourself, dude. Um, yeah, I'm in a. I just this is how I know I'm fucked up. Okay, I just saw something that really hurt me. <laughs> And then uh, I was, I had 30 seconds of like just feeling sick to my stomach. And then uh, I was just standing there <laughs> and like that, like I just started laughing. I was like, wow, dude, is that a, is that a trauma response? Is this, this is like the most millennial thing ever to talk about trauma. But um, yeah, and I just started laughing and I was like, I don't know if that's good or not. Um. Yeah, I, I have a lot of unresolved. Like I, I've thought about, I can't take myself serious doing like a therapy because then you're just sitting there with some stranger who doesn't. How do you know that they know what the fuck they're talking about? So you're just sitting there with some stranger complaining to him and then paying him afterwards. So that kind of makes me feel weird. Um, and it's not even like I'm ever like sad. You know, it's just I'll have things like that happen where I will feel literally. You know, saw something I don't want to see, and then uh, I just felt sick to my sick to my stomach. But uh, yes, I'm going through a transitional period, folks. I don't think I'm going to actually stop doing this podcast at 200 episodes because I've worked too hard on it, and uh, the way the world works, I just don't think that giving up is the right thing to do. Uh, so you get to grow with me, dude. You get to go back. I'm sure you know this podcast all started because I was going to talk about terrible haram things that I was. Tr- doing with young felines until uh, until I, you know, stopped doing that and then it turned into me doing my political rambling, which I'm completely over that shit. I'm, I'm not even going to feed into it anymore. I think once Donald Trump Jr. followed me, I was like, holy fuck, this thing is working. You know, like I'm I'm getting big, like I'm blowing up, I'm doing blah, 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 and I got all full of myself. And I found something that worked, and I found things that'd be controversial, but at the end of the day, they just didn't feel right. Because I was never just this like full-on fucking, uh, you know, conservative dumbass, as much as I wasn't some liberal pussy, but I'm just kind of sick of all the politics things in general. Like, I want to go back, um, not even go back, I want to go forward and just, it, it doesn't matter. I haven't been on the internet or I haven't been on social media in a while. Um, I mean, I went on there today to just nuke all my old Twitter posts and nuke a bunch of Facebook posts and stuff like that. Uh, not Facebook, Instagram. But then I just deleted it. As soon as I got on there, I started browsing a little bit. And I was just like, dude, I'm good. I don't want to see everybody tearing each other's heads off. I don't want to see, you know, I'm just, I have a different perspective, man. I had a weird, I had a weird thing happen to me the other day. 
Um, if if you've been listening to this podcast, you know I've kind of been having some some bad heartburn, right? Uh, which it's been better. But I went to go see a gastrologist. Is that the right word? I don't know. And they had to do an endoscopy, which is where they put a, a camera in your mouth, in your, in your mouthpiece. And um, I went out partying the day before, which I probably shouldn't have done that because I just started, my appointment wasn't at till, was at noon. So I had to check in at noon and then the procedure is supposed to be at one thirty. And I was supposed to fast, including a water, starting at midnight. So at 11.30 the night before, I came home drunk as fuck, and I made myself a salty-ass steak and went to bed, and I woke up in the morning, and I had like two cups of water to kind of cure the hangover, but I was still really hungover. And so uh, I was about to go into this procedure. And so I get there, and my buddy Alan drives me to it, um, because you, like I said, you get put on anesthesia. But and so we get there, and then right off the bat, they pull me in, which I wasn't expecting that. And they take me in the back, and they're like moving it very quickly, you know. And I just wanted that I wanted somebody to say I look pretty and ask me how my day was before telling me to strip down and put this garment in front of my balls, you know. Uh, I didn't know how to put it on. I put it on backwards. They give you this robe, and so I put it on normal, like how you would put on a robe, and then my nuts were just hanging out. And then uh, the nurse came in and she was like, oh, you're wearing this thing backwards. So I um, turned it around. And then, uh, so then I get in the bed. I lay down in the bed and they come and hook up an IV. And I I don't really like watching that stuff in general. But I was kind of looking forward to the IV because I was so dehydrated from eating salty steaks and drinking a bunch of booze the night before. And, um... Uh, excuse me. And so I'm laying in the in the hospital bed, right? I'm laying in the procedure bed thing, not a hospital bed. And then it's funny because I'm laying in and they, they have you all. It's, it's like this fucking production line of just bringing people in where they're going to shove cameras down their throats and up their asses. And I see this attractive Latina in the waiting room. And you already know me and that, okay? But then... um you know, we're there for embarrassing reasons. So I avoid all eye contact, but I seen it. And then, uh, so I'm laying in my little bed and they got the curtains closed. And then in the room next to me, I hear their, hear them pull her in. And I think she, she had some sort of either language barrier or she just, <laughs> I shouldn't say it wasn't, I don't know. But then the, or she was like me, just very dehydrated and very, you know, out of it. And so I'm laying there. Well, first things first. So they hook up, a IV to me, but it's not connected to a bag that's hanging on a, you know, usually you have the bag hanging from the stand. This was just like this little tube with this saline and this chick's like, okay, uh, you're going to feel a, feel a poke and then you might taste it and you might smell it. We're going to pump whatever this saline was. I don't know what it was, but it was like in this little tube and it was just next to my arm. And then, uh, yes, I do taste it and it tasted gross. But I'm thinking it's just going to be like a regular IV to get me hydrated, right? Then so I'm laying there with this thing in my arm. And then I hear uh, the nurse ask the girl next, because the only thing separating you is the fucking sheet hanging from the, you know, hanging from the, the rods separating the beds. There's no walls separating you from the other person before they take you in the procedure room, right? You're like in the pre-op place. And they're asking the hot girl, they're like, um, you know, do you need to poop? And she's like, No. 
And they said, uh, what color are, are your poops clear? And she's like, what? And like, are, is there any yellow or is your, is your poop brown? What color is your poop? And she's like, uh, and I think she was just really embarrassed. And so I'm laying there. So I'm thinking about this hot Latina just taking a clear shit. And, um, that's the last thing I remember because then I start getting really sweaty, like hyperventilating. And I don't know if it's because I was thinking of the Latina taking clear shits or the saline was fucking me up that I was having. Um, uh, you, have a, you have this thing called the vagus nerve, right? It goes from your skull all the way down to like the bottom of your spine or something like that. And it's where all the information is transferred. And when that gets overloaded, sometimes that gets overloaded with some people get punctured with needles. Because one time I passed out before too, uh, when I was getting blood drawn and I asked the nurse, and I think it's always dehydration related uh, because I, a- I asked the nurse when I was getting blood drawn, I'm sitting on a chair and I said, hey, can I have some water? And there's like this Indian girl. She's like, oh, I don't have any water. So whatever, fuck it, just send it. And the next thing I know, I'm on the ground, you know, I passed out. But this time, so I'm laying in the bed and I got the gown on the right way so my nuts aren't out anymore. The girl next to me says she's taking clear shits. I got a saline in my arm and I can taste it in my mouth and I can smell it. And all of a sudden, I start just hyperventilating. I get really, I get really warm. And then I want to, I want to yell. I remember wanting to yell for help, but I was embarrassed. Um, I was like, come on, dude, snap out. I think I thought I was just having like an anxiety attack. Cause one thing I forgot to mention right before the chick came in and she was talking about the clear shit. Uh, I was signing forms talking about how like the hospital isn't responsible if I die during anesthesia and shit like that. And I'm very, uh, like hypochondriac and squeamish. And I don't, like I said, I don't like blood. I don't like needles. I don't like urine. I don't like puke. I don't like anything that has to do with like the output of humans that isn't like thoughts and art. Anything that comes from humans that's a physical thing, uh, like anything that humans produce besides that does not come from the brain, like any sort of waste that comes from humans, I can't do it. But anyways, um, so then the thing goes dark, right? Shit just starts going dark on me. I get tunnel vision and I feel myself slip away. But I didn't, I didn't feel the final slip away. Um, and it gives me like a really bad anxiety thinking about it. And then I come back to, okay? Then I come back to reality. And I've got all these faces surrounding me. All these like women are looking at me. They're like, sir? And like one of them say my name. I'm like, Rodney, are you okay? And it's like, I, I knew them, but I didn't know them. And I definitely didn't know them. And basically it was like 30 seconds of just sheer terror. Because I didn't know who I was. I thought maybe I got in a car accident. Because I wanted to, it was one of those things where when I was first slipping out, I couldn't ask for help. Like the words just weren't coming out. And then when I came back to and I was staring at all these faces, I wanted to ask what happened or like, am I okay? Like, was there an accident or something like that? It was just pure terror. I had no idea who I was. I had no idea who these people were, yada, yada, yada. And they looked all very concerned, which is concerning. Um, and then they hooked me up to like a regular IV. Then I was asking, well, what was the other shit you had me hooked up to? And I didn't really get a clear answer, I don't think. I wanted to ask, what was that initial IV you were putting in me? But... Who knows? Uh, my buddy Fat Sack said that sometimes they give you like a low dose of Valium. So maybe the Valium made me pass. I don't know. 
I doubt it. But uh, then, then what was scary is then after that happened, because now, now I'm drenched in sweat. I felt myself pass away, and I'm still like, I just really want some goddamn water. But so now I still need to go do the fucking procedure. So now after I had this passing out attack thing, now they wheel me to the back, and they wheel me in the room. And now the lady's all like, ask me a million questions. I can tell she's worried about giving me anesthesia now. Um, and then I don't remember really going under for the anesthesia, but then I remember coming back from it. But, um, it gave me a really weird perspective when all that was happening, especially like the natural pass out, because when I felt myself slip away, it was kind of peaceful to just let go. It felt good to just like slip away and and then when I came to, it was like sheer terror. Like I, I like knowing that I was just not present. That like my body was laying there, but I was present. Like my, that like my my soul was like shut off. And it made me realize that, I mean, I've always it's not a secret. Um, but eventually, that's gonna happen, and you're not gonna come back from it. You're just gonna be, you know, gone. And, um, I just started looking at like, I'm making this sound so dramatic. Like I had this near death experience or something like that. But, um, it was just a really introspective way to just look at currently where my life's at and the things I'm worried about and the, um, that someday I'm going to be this old man, hopefully laying on my deathbed. It's not, you know, God, you know, ugh, I don't even like thinking about it, but eventually you're just going to slip away. We're all just going to slip away like that. And, um, all the like little shit we're worried about it. Uh, it's just so menial, you know, like you think about people a hundred years ago, you know, you see footage whenever, whenever I see old footage, I'm always like, you know, those people that day, they were going through something. And now at this point in time, that doesn't even matter. And it, it, as of right now, whatever you're doing right now at this moment, the thing you're doing right now that you're worried about, it's not going to matter even a week from now, and then it's just going to be forgotten at some point in general. And so they're going to be like, oh, well, why the, that, that person may as well have just died right then and there because they're just going to die anyways. So <laughs> it just made me realize that, like, uh, and it didn't even, it's not like it made me realize anything. It just reinforced the fact that it's like, you just need to do the things that you want to do. And it's like, we worry so much about, taking taking risks and, and like I'm planning on quitting my job on Tuesday. I've been told I've been told my family, I've been told like all my friends, like people that I work with, they think I'm fucking nuts, which they should. I mean, that's like normie brain and I don't say normie brain degradingly, but they're like, "Dude, you're going to walk away from this?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude, I'm I'm thinking about going and being a fucking truck driver. I'm thinking about going and get my CDL and just going on the road because the last couple times that I've been very happy have been when I've just been driving out to California or when I was driving to Texas from watches. Just, just being on the road, there's something healing about it for me." Um and obviously when I went down to Mexico, but I went down to Mexico on vacation and I was like constantly on the move. So I was on a cruise and doing shit. But I just, I like to be in motion. If I'm not in motion, I feel like I'm dying. And having that experience made me realize like I'm not, I don't want to die. Like I'm not ready to slow down. Like I'm not ready 
to not be in motion. And I've kind of just had this mindset in general where like the thought of committing to anything really just freaks me the fuck out because I just want to stay in motion. You know, like recently I, I pushed a girl away recently who was perfect for me. I mean, she had my sense of humor. Like we were ripping on each other. That's like my love language. You know, we were ripping on each other. She was totally with it. She was funny. She was beautiful. She was very kind. You know, she was like, just, just a great girl. And I, I pushed her away because I, I'm still, it's not like I'm not over my ex-girlfriend because she just, it's not like I'm not over her, but I'm not over the fact about how wrong I was because I'm always very, uh, I take a lot of pride in how intuitive I am and how, which is, I guess that's the thing that saved me if you can put it that way. Um, but I've always taken a lot of stock in how good I can read people and making healthy, relatively healthy decisions for my own well-being and surrounding myself with good people and yada, yada, yada. And it's not like she's a bad per. It's not, you know, it's just, it just didn't, it wasn't right. And I was so wrong about it because I was so just like head over heels in love with this person. And I was just completely wrong about everything. And I have a hard time dealing with that. I have a hard time realizing how fucking wrong I was about that. And so for me, jumping in another relationship, I'm, I just, I want to take things very slow. And so with this most recent thing, you know, she wanted more. She was asking for more and I, I couldn't really. And I think to give my, my ex-girlfriend some credit, I think that's what she was going through, but the reverse, because she got out of a relationship with a guy who seemed just like a real good, nice guy. And I don't know what happened there. She never talked about it. And I only asked like the very beginning and I never went there. So I think by the time she jumped into things with me, I don't think she had any bad intentions, but I think she just wasn't ready to process that kind of intimacy that I was looking for, I guess, you know, I don't think she's ready to process that. And the same way I just, I, after dealing with her, I wasn't ready to deal with the new thing. Like I wasn't ready to just do that. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, uh, and then, so the new girl I'm talking about now, she rightfully, <laughs> you know, she, you know, we, I pushed her away enough and then she had enough. And then, uh, you know, hats off to her. Great girl. I, I got no, nothing bad to say about her, but, um, and I don't regret the decision because I'm literally like, I'm just not ready to do that. Like I, I don't want to, I don't want to plan dates. I don't want to meet anybody's family. I don't want to go spend all my money on fucking meals and yada, yada. I don't, I just want to be free. You know what I mean? Like I just, that's why being a, like, I don't need the fucking money from being a trucker, but I just want to go and like do something new and drive around on the road. And my friends are just lighting me the fuck up, which, which they should. And they don't really understand, you know, these are all guys where they have like pretty high sitting positions at, at a fortune 500 company that I work for. And they're like, dude, what do you, but I look at their lives, right? Like just to a normal person, they would look at them like, oh my God, I want that. They all have, you know, big houses and wives that don't work and fucking kids. And they're my age. You know what I mean? They're young guys. And, um, I just look at that though. And it's like, I, I just don't, 
it's not like I don't eventually want that, but right now that's that's just not my thing. And I think it's very hard for them to wrap their head around. Like, and I don't know, rightfully so, but um, yeah. How about that for some venting, dude? Um, you ever notice though that like, <laughs> except for this last girl, I mean, she respected. Like I said, dude, we were like the same person, so I don't, I don't fault her for just fucking bouncing off the map. Uh, that, cause that's what I do. Like if somebody doesn't treat me right. I just say, okay, well I just I send them into oblivion. So it's kind of nice having somebody just send me into oblivion. Um, but you ever notice like it is extremely hard to get women and it is even harder to get rid of women. You know what I mean? Where with guys are just fucking morons and you just got to smile at them. I'm like, Oh, she likes me. And then uh, getting rid of us, just be like, go away. And well, I don't know. There's probably some weird stalker fucking dudes out there. So, um, anyways, that's the podcast for this week. Appreciate y'all letting me vent. Um, send me an email. Say hi. Send it to Lord Petty Podcast at gmail.com. And um, please leave a rating. I really appreciate y'all for rocking with me these last years, dude. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the pivot. Looking forward to where we're going to go forwards, dude. I appreciate y'all. Later.